Hello, welcome to another episode of Dylan and Healing. I am Nene. And I am Coco. I'm a little bit of fro Nene today, but that's okay. Loving it. Um, we are taping our series in mental health and we are excited to have our two little, not so little, oh my gosh, high school graduates, just about shy tomorrow. Daddy graduated, turning 18 this year. I can't even, I can't even deal. Um, happy to have Coco's daughter, my niece, and Shia, my sister, Coco's niece. Don't worry about how that works out that way. We'll Don't worry about it. it. Don't worry about it. Later. Um, to join us for our discussion on adolescent mental health. So welcome, ladies. Introduce yourselves. You got, Jazzy, you got this one. No, I went first last time. You got it this time. Hmm, I bet. Um, I'm Shania. I am... Nene's youngest sister, daughter of my age. Yeah, you know, five crew in this thing always. <laughs> um, yeah, I graduate high school tomorrow, Whoop. and I turn eighteen in December. On <gasps> on a roll, whoop whoop. Oh yeah, all A's, straight A. You feel me? That's better than a regular roll with butter. <laughs> Although we do okay. like, get it, an honor roll, get it. Yeah, get it. Okay. <laughs> we also have the Jesse. Go Jesse girl, said Jesse. Oh, Go Jesse girl, said Jesse. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, That's the, okay. I'm, I'm Jazzy girl, I guess. Um, <laughs> I already graduated. Uh, Period. <laughs> and um um yeah how old are you jazzy i'm good how old how old are you i'm 17 17 okay 17, 18 in august awesome awesome well welcome ladies we're glad that you are able to join us we think that this series we have been doing on mental health has been very important to people of color. Um, and so we spoke to some women, we spoke to some men, and we, of course, were like, well, we should talk to some young youngsters um, about their journey with mental health. So let's jump in, shall we? All right. Let's do it. So... <laughs> Oh, a little concert there. <laughs> um, gonna, we're going to tweak it a little bit because I think the question, you know, what we had talked about before in our um, podcast, our episode we did before. Um, Do I need to pause this? No, no. I was just going to, I was just going to rephrase a little bit to tell us about your journey with mental health. What has been your journey? What has Shania or, or Jasmine? Oh, Jasmine wasn't saying that. You looked at her, so I assumed that she was going to answer. <laughs> oh, teenagers. I, I, I mean, it's also so broad, which is why we had very specific. I don't yeah. know. Can you guys de- deviate from come up can on the flyer? Do you want to just kind of go over the questions? Um, can I have a um, sentence, please? Like, you say, can you have what, has, what have you... 
So we're talking about mental health and teenagers. What has been your experience with mental health? Do you, have you dealt with any mental health issues? Do you know anybody in your family who has dealt with mental health issues? Challenges. Any um, challenges, things like that. I deal with mental health issues. Uh, ha, yes. ha, ha. <laughs> I deal with mental health issues um, such as and including anxiety and depression and um that is it um it has been a very long and hard journey from man (laughs) from the beginning to the first day that i started having panic attacks until now i am currently in therapy and I'm working on myself. Awesome. And we like we like to use mental health challenges or, you know, mental health adventures because issues, you know, it kind of has a negative connotation to it. And it's really it's just a, it's an area of challenge. Right. It's it, they they create some obstacles that we have to figure out how to conquer, overcome. Um, so thank you for sharing that, Jazzy. Appreciate it. Shai, what has uh, your mental health journey been like, your experience? What have you discovered? <laughs> um, my mental health journey has been long and challenging and complicated in any other adjective. Um, <laughs> I struggle with, like Jazzy said, um, anxiety and depression. I have really, really bad anxiety. Um, I actually used to take medication for it, but I stopped because it made me really tired. Um, but when I was on it, it was really helpful. But my journey has been a lot, but I can say that I'm doing way better than I used to. And that's all I can. I appreciate that. And I'm grateful for that. Um, I do go to therapy. I go to therapy every other week. And it's very helpful. I love my therapist talk about everything with her yeah. <laughs> oh I know people in my family struggle with mental health too so it helps that I can talk to them about however I may be feeling mm-hmm. okay, okay. Good stuff. thank you for sharing sorry Jazzy I missed what you said oh I just said period <laughs> oh create <laughs> on good therapists Got it. <laughs> Got it. My therapist is black, educated, proud. I love my therapist. She went to Clark Atlanta, fun fact. Oh, nice. Yes, I just found that out last session. That's what that was nice. it. Right? You told us in the beginning. You must have forgot. Because I thought she went to Spelman. Remember the chair in the office? Yeah. And then but it was the other therapist. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to go to Spelman. Oh. <laughs> Um, so you guys both mentioned that it's been long. When did you first become aware of feeling anxious, do you think, or depressed? And then it further blossomed into, oh, this might be an area of mental health challenge. Um, I think I would say mine first started when my brother got shot that was that brought a lot of trauma into my life and the way that I dealt with it was I didn't really like I didn't I didn't talk to him I didn't go near him I didn't touch him 
So that like whole situation, bro, I didn't know back then that it was anxiety. And that's what I was feeling. But now that I'm older and I can recognize the signs, I realized that, um, yeah, I was very, that affected me a lot. And that definitely introduced my anxiety and my depression. And then after my brother died, and then my other brother died. Nene. How old were you, Shai? Um, When my brother was shot, that was 2009. So I want to say I was five. Mm. Yeah, I was five. And little. When my brother died, that was the same year. So this is two different brothers. So that was the same year. And then another brother died a few years later. And then a few years after that, my great-grandfather died. And that hit home. And so it was just a lot of death and a lot of trauma that I went through at such a young age. And I couldn't really recognize what I was going through. My mom put me in therapy. I went to one therapist after my brother got killed by a drunk driver. And that helped me to kind of, that kind of opened the door to me recognizing how I was feeling and being able to put words to feelings. And um, it just kind of developed from just everything at a young age to just everything that I've been through in my life. Like, my anxiety still is not good but it's getting better and that's I'm really really happy for that okay okay what about you Jazzy when do you think you first recognized signs or symptoms of your anxiety and or depression um I think when it got worse than what it was was around last year in March but the first time that I ever like well like you know figured out I had anxiety I think was like elementary school uh like I think maybe third grade or something um I don't really have any like traumatic things that fueled that it just it just was what it it was (laughs) well, that in itself could be traumatic, right? So last year, like when COVID hit, and yeah, kind of there was mm-hmm. an unveiling, as we call it. There was a yeah. coming to yourself when everything mm-hmm. got shut down, and we all I've had always, the time yeah, with us. I've always had anxiety, but you know when that happened, and sitting and just like you know in your thoughts and not having anything to like really distract you. Like school was the biggest thing. You get stuck in your head. Yeah. And it's, it's scary because it's so crazy how your mind. Yeah. And for real. (laughs) It's so crazy. So, yeah. Okay. Nice, 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 nice. And that's interesting you bring that up, Jazz, because um, I think things kind of came to a head when um, we got shut down with COVID. And, you know, you guys you guys are very much a generation of social, being social and social media and things like that and having that taken away from you. But I remember you going, you know, going to school and everybody were like, oh, Jasmine's so happy and happy-go-lucky. And even I'm like, shy? Needs counseling? Because whenever I see, you know, whenever you see each other, it's a happy, joyous occasion or we're just kicking or we're reuniting or something. But I remember when you would come home, it was like like clockwork. You would break down every night. And I was like, what happened? 
And it was just the, just like the heaviness of the day, just getting through the day was a lot for you. And it didn't click to me like, oh yeah, we probably should, you know, get, maybe there's something more to this. So it's just like, take a breath, eat, eat an ice cream. We'll do it again. We'll figure it out tomorrow. So yeah, I do remember those days. <laughs> yeah. I, I would like to say that during, you know, I, when people started saying like, oh, Jess, you know, she's so happy and, you know, you know, she's, you know, fueling, you know, what's the word? Not fueling other people's happiness, but like, like a beam of light for other people. But in my face, I was putting on a happy face. So I didn't have to deal with whatever I was dealing with. Mm. And, you know, and like, you know, like I said, like, or like you said, at the end of the day, it just felt so much. And people saying that kind of made it worse, even though it's supposed to be a compliment, but it made me feel like it was pressure. Yeah. Other people happy. Mm. And it was my responsibility to be that light for them. And Mm -hmm. that took a huge toll on me. And even like with friendships too, like I was always the second choice of friend, like not the main one, but if you going through something, Jasmine, I need to talk to you about this or that. And I was just like always there. And I never saw any problem with that until like senior year. Senior year was the year that beat me up. Like senior <laughs> just jumped me, just dragged me. Like, okay. Oh, Senior year was just like, I'm not giving you a break tonight. I'm no. just going to keep it coming. Senior year was a huge punch to the face. No, senior year was like, <laughs> yeah, senior year was definitely the year to really test me in every aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I'm glad to hear that you guys have survived senior year because <laughs> I mean, it sounds sure. like it was rough, but you both brought up a really good point that I have a question about. So, um, seeing or having an interaction where you're with family or maybe with friends. And I know for the four of us, we usually touch base around happy events, right? So I think the last time we were all together was uh, the 40th birthday and we had the party and we went to Vegas. Is it hard to be in those circles or in those events and have on the face? And do you ever, do you feel, have you ever, or do you feel more comfortable now being able to say, you know what? I'm not really feeling that. So I'm not going to (laughs) participate or I got to go. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's definitely hard because for one, I'm the youngest in my family. Out of my siblings, I'm the youngest. So they kind of just be like, what are you going through? That's so bad. That has you feeling like this. But I feel like now in this generation, a lot of older people don't realize that we actually go through a lot on a daily basis. And it might seem like it's petty and it might seem like it's small, but those petty and small things to you are the things that mean the world to us. Mm. And so just everyday things, just being a teenager is hard. It's really hard, especially now. Like, what? It's ghetto. I don't like it here. Like. It is not giving what I needed to give. <laughs> I, um, yeah, so being around my family or just being around people in general when it's, oh, like, yay, it's hard. 
because I'll still be stuck in my head. Like I'll I'll be smiling, I'll be laughing, but in my head, I'm just like, my anxiety has me spiraling. Mm-hmm. So, Shay, I have a question for you because that's an easy. And then Jazzy, I want to hear your answer to the first question. Actually, no, sorry, Jazzy, let's let's have you answer the question so we stay on topic. So, do you remember the question? One more time, please. Okay. So, when when you're around family, there's like events or there's you know a friend get together. Is it hard to have on the face? And do you now feel comfortable or have you ever felt comfortable saying, you know what? I understand this is happy go lucky somebody's birthday, but I'm not really feeling it and I'm going to step away or I don't want to go. Um, yes, it definitely has been hard putting on the face in front of family, um, mainly because usually when we had family, you know, gatherings and stuff, it was towards the end of the day. So like at nighttime when I would, told, you know, after a long day of having that face on, I usually like to, you know, shut down at home and take it off. But then at, you know, family stuff, I, it was very wonky. Like I, for some reason, it, I've gotten better now, but like elementary, middle school, like up until seventh grade, it was really hard because I didn't know how to act around my family. I didn't want to, you know, sometimes I felt like, you know, I can't act too happy because then it's just like, oh, why are you happy right now? Like, what? <laughs> I have done comments from cousins like, oh, I know. You're like, right. <laughs> like, like, why? Like, be quiet. And I'm just like, hmm, well, then I don't know what else to do. <laughs> I feel just like, you know, Stuck in the middle. I don't know how to act. So, and, you know, I didn't really know my anxiety, you know, what, how it had an effect on me. So that's all I really knew how to do was that face that I thought was normal and it was just there. And I, I put it on whenever I needed to. Mm-hmm. And, and so every family gathering that we had, I always felt like this pit in my stomach and it just felt like, I feel like I'm not even like here right now, like a part of what's going on, like laughing and stuff. I just felt hurt the whole time. I remember before I would just go upstairs and play video games. <laughs> And just be in my own little world until grown-ups got done with grown folk business. But <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sorry if you felt that way when Auntie Nene came to visit and made you have big fun with the wretched. <laughs> <laughs> and like and like Shy, you're the baby of the five boom crew. Jazzy's the baby of our our cousin group. Like she's oh. <laughs> she's a great the great grand. She's a great niece. She's the second cousin. So she's the baby baby. Whereas I grew up with all the cousins, um, Naisha grew up all the cousins. Jonathan is the same age as most of the cousins, so we were ar- we already knew them. Jazzy came in; she was a baby, and then she was like, "I don't know what to do," and so kind of contributed to contributed to it as well. Yeah, it it definitely did because I didn't, you know, I try to make sure I said the right thing, and if I said something weird like, "Oh yeah, I like pigs too," and they'd be like, "Jasmine, what the heck, bro?" <laughs> Just shut up. Like, what? What? And I'll be like, I'm like I'm so sorry. That's today. It was Charlotte's web. Like, just like, just stuff that I thought, you know, that that would make me feel cool around family that just wasn't. And trying to connect. That's a very valid point about just trying to find a connection when you really don't feel like connecting with anybody. Mm-hmm. So my question for both of you guys in in sharing that is now that you're older and you guys have matured a lot, do you feel 
Or can you recognize moments when adults around you needed a little bit of that grace that you guys are talking about? And what I mean by that is um, both of you guys like to chat and chat and come in and hey, and, and what's up and lay on you. And do you recognize moments when the adults around you might have needed a little bit of that debriefing and downtime? Because of their own yeah. mental health needs. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? I do not. Okay. I, do. I mean, I know that there are times like when you would come home from work and it would be just one of those days and you would just want to rest and kind of decompress in your room. So I would just leave you, let you be. So I understand that. Just like Do you I was always thinking, know that, or is that something? No, I definitely learned? don't always know that because I definitely invade your space a lot. But <laughs> because I love you, <laughs> but that, but that's a good. And I, and now that I'm listening to you guys talk about how similar, I'm thinking about how similar you guys are to come in the room and, pop, pop <laughs> and be like, "Oh my god, guess what?" And she said, and I told her, and I was like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." And Nene, what do you think about this? And mom. <laughs> Did you know? And you know, sometimes we have to be like, oh, girl, uh-uh, backspace, delete that. What? No, she didn't. Okay, well, how about this? But other days, there are days where we're like, you know what? I just, I, I can't talk about this right now. I don't because, give a rat's butt about TikTok. <laughs> Coco and myself, right? Th- those kind of interactions after having had them all day, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm sorry, I, you know, it, it, it's not a good heart feeling that we connect on this fact that all <laughs> of us have some form of anxiety and that interaction takes a lot out of us. But I love that you guys are young enough to start to recognize mm-hmm. this in yourselves and in other people, mm-hmm. right? So you can afford them some of that grace that you need sometimes where you have to say, we should come up with the same no face, face off, no face today, can't do it, face Man. off, right? And that is like the code that you let people know what your, what your needs are. Uh, I, I, I would like to explain further real quick on sure. why I do the things I do when my mom comes home. Okay. And I, in my brain, I definitely know that she needs time to herself because I've been in her classroom. I see her work. like. <laughs> dang and so and my brain I'm like she probably wants some time to herself just to watch some Game of Thrones and just eat on the floor or something eat on the floor she maybe she'll want me to come in there and give her a big hug and watch a movie (laughs) so I was like it can help both of us it's a win-win so I go in there and I jump on her bed I'm like mom guess what happened today and then I'm like, hey, you want to watch a movie? She'd be like, no, Jasmine, I don't want to watch a movie with you. That's what it is. Do I always say that, though? It wasn't, no. Your mom does not always say that. I will. No, I, no, will. No, I don't always say but that. that so. one time that she does, for some reason, knocks down all the time she said yes. I would just like to point out that I have been on a million polos with your mom throughout the week and you're <laughs> always over a left or right shoulder. So I think you need to recalculate that math about how many times she says no. <laughs> I would just like to say, I just, I just want to redraw a recount. <laughs> your honor. And it gets worse 
when she locks the door. Then it's like, I object. Um. I object. <laughs> it's, wait, it's so funny because every time I decide to go in her room, she's on a polo with you. And it looks so bad because it's just like, she's always here. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like the time, the one time that I'm like, yeah, I'll give her some space. And I'm like, okay, I think that's enough time. And then she said, she's on a Marco Polo with you. <laughs> but um, me, when I... When, well, when I lived with Nene, we very much, I mean, I would definitely go bother her, but I also would be in my room. And then we would have times where, like, that was our time. Like, on our way to school, we would go and we would get hot chocolate. And that was our time together to talk or to catch up. Or we would go to the movies. And that was one of our, that will always be one of our bonding things, us going to the movies together and eating that good movie food. Oh, I want to go to the movies. Uh, you mean that's like, spend all, yeah, yeah, to spend all our money on the hot chocolate because yes, we make 7 Eleven stops most of um, them. <laughs> and on the way to church, on the way to church, okay. we would get hot chocolate or taquitos or we would get donuts or something. So even like at the house, if Nay wanted her space or wanted her time, I understood that because I was like, okay, well, there's we're still going to do this because we go to church every Sunday. So nine times out of ten, that day, right. we're getting hot chocolate <laughs> on the way and we're talking and we're singing and we're vibing. So I definitely try to recognize when you need a time, but other times definitely. Sometimes it was nine one one. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes she said, and you was all, and there was a fight in the group chat. So <laughs> we had to dissect that. Chat, okay, the group chats are reckless. Okay, <laughs> people get their feelings hurt in those group chats. <laughs> so um, that's that's awesome. I love it. That's I love funny. it. And I, I love to see the maturity that you guys are able to discuss this too, and kind of the recognition. So that leads us kind of into the next question about, do you feel supported by all or some or none of your family? And if you don't, what do you feel comfortable articulating what you need from them um, to support you in your journey? I feel like in most aspects, yes. Like when it comes to that, because my family goes through that too. Like we all have gone, especially with just the trauma our family has faced as a whole, we definitely all can relate to, okay, I'm very, my anxiety is at an all time high right now, or I just, I'm so depressed and I don't know why. And I don't want to get out of bed. Like we all understand because we can all relate. Mm -hmm. So I know that that if I need to talk to them, they're going to be there and just not even just in the ways of talking, but in the ways of getting me help. Nene always made sure that I got the help that I needed when it came to my mental health because she wasn't going to let me be another statistic. So she got, whether it was getting therapists, whether it was counselors at school, figuring out what was the right way for me to pursue my education because she realized that going to public school was not setting me up for success mm-hmm. and it wasn't helping with my anxiety or with any of that either so she definitely took the steps to make sure that I got the help that I needed whatever it was whether it was going to a neurologist going to five different therapists all over LA county <laughs> to you know t- talking about going off of my counselors at school for me when it came to my education or stuff that I may have been going through she was always supportive when it came to that and I know that my family was too because my mom set me up in therapy when my brother died and then I had like 
other different therapists throughout middle school to just find the right one. But Janae did not stop until I found the right therapist. <laughs> she, we were not giving up. Listen, even if even if y'all get on our nerves, we will pop off over you. That's all that matters, okay? Oh, my uni. Not a game. You can't go not off on her game. like I can go off on her. If you try, we gonna have... Oh, you want all the smoke. All, all, all of it. <laughs> all of it. Okay, what about you, Jazzy? Do you feel supported by some, all, none of your family? And are you comfortable expressing what you need from them as you're on this mental health journey? Oh, that sounded so bad. No, um, uh, listen, it is. Yes, I do feel supported with some of my family members. Uh, Before, I did not at all. It took some. I think it was just one of those like growing up and maturing type of things to be able to speak up and say what I want to say and not, you know, choke on my words about it. And, um, you know, now I, I'm getting better at like, you know, if I start, you know, stuttering or if I, you know, I'm just, I'm just like, hold on, give me a second. <laughs> All right. What I finna say was, and then just, you know, start saying it. Um, but you know, it is like, you know, very hard. I know that was very hard on my mom too, because, you know, she didn't really know what, I mean, we both didn't know what I was going through. <laughs> it was a very, you know, weird journey with the very first counselor lady mm. from middle school that was just like, let's draw our feelings with color crayons. Shut up, All right. <laughs> I mean, she did the best she could, but it wasn't really what, you know, I was meaning. And, you know, and, you know, it did, I, I felt a little bit better again. There was like, you know, times where I was just like, I don't think I need one anymore because it was a little bit less than how it usually was. And then, you know, I started getting to that point again. And then we went to another lady. Yeah, she was pretty good, but yeah. <laughs> not as good as my therapist today. So, I definitely do think that now she has helped me through so much. And I now I feel like definitely with my mom, I can talk to her about anything that I'm going through. Like literally every night, like, you know, when she's <laughs> in her downtime, I'm like, mom, can I please tell you about work today? Because <laughs> yeah. I like to unwind and rant with my mom. I love you so much. I love you. And I know that there's some days that you need a little break, but I I just feel like I love you. Um, <laughs> but That's really important, Jazzy. Do you have, so you kind of use her as a tool, right? What if she's not accessible? Have you talked about how you can still unwind and cope if your mom is not accessible with your counselor? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, if not, yeah not accessible there will be a brief period of panic Mm -hmm. but I try to have her voice in my head that's like you know because with me it's kind of the same thing every time it's not different you know it's the same kind of like you know anxiety it's the same feeling that I get so I know what she's gonna say but each time feels a little bit different than the last each time feels more real yeah the same yeah so I, you know, I try to have her voice in my head, just like, you know, and I try to 
wait as long as I can for her to get accessible to me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and if that, you know, if that doesn't happen, then uh, usually, you know, I try to distract myself in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. By the time she, you know, is, you know, I can talk to her again, I'm usually feeling better and I just tell mm-hmm. her about what happened. Yeah. And I got through it. But it, yeah, my mom's. It's a, pro- it's a work in progress, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that is something that, because Shia, you remember you had to develop coping skills over time, right? It's a, it's yeah. a process about so how to self talk, cope intrinsically, right? What is going to work for you? So at some point you'll get your own voice in your head, right? Because that's the voice that's always with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a journey. I just, I just wondered, um, I just wondered about that. Well, I'm glad to know that you guys feel supported. Are you, um, and your friends, what about your friends? Your friends that know of your mental health journey, are they supportive? Not friends. <laughs> Uh, no, Jazzy, you could go. I went first the last like three times. No, I'm sorry. The way I just said, oh, yeah, yeah. It's excited. They're cool. They're cool. <laughs> uh, well, you, with my friends, and you know, I have my little clique of four people. Um, they, you know, they definitely do support me in their own way. Um, but I also do the same for them because we all are going through, we all have mental health. Like, <laughs> What? That's not so weird. No, that makes yeah, sense. Yes. Yes. Now we all have mental health. Like what? <laughs> we have it. <laughs> but um, uh, like yeah, they were actually they were very supportive of me. Um, they uh, when I first went into um a mental hospital, they were in a group chat with my mom, checking on me every day, and just like I hope that. Ja-. And I went when I got my phone back, I read all the text messages. Isn't it, is Jasmine okay? Did one of you guys text this mentally? Like, I don't know. Did you have her phone number? No, I have to ask her again. I was like, why do you have to ask her for her phone number if you have her number? But whatever. <laughs> but definitely, you know, we're supportive. And I definitely try to be supportive with them too. But also try to learn from what I'm telling them. Because yeah. it's, it's so weird because when you're talking to someone else and trying to uplift them, but you don't believe it yourself, it's kind of yes, yes. It's it's the it's the <laughs> preach. Like go off, man. <laughs> but it's the it's like the most ironic thing because it's like how you're gonna tell me what you can't do and uh, and mm. you know so I try to learn from what I tell my friends and try to you know uplift them and like in a way like my mom she sees the logical side of stuff and I get you know my talking ways through her. <laughs> So, um, yeah. And you're crazy from her, too. A little. Uh, I get everything from her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. DNA, it's something. It's in the blood. In the blood. And what about you, Shia? You feel like you have a good support system in your peers? My friends are my everything. They're my, yes. My friends keep me sane. Yeah. But she, okay. She, uh, yeah. <laughs> My friends are super, super supportive with everything that I go through and it's vice versa because we all go through it. And I know that 
with everything that we've been through, just as a friend group, us being able to lean on each other is even more important. Like yesterday when I almost died, they were, Shania, what's wrong? What do you need? What can I get? I'm like, guys, guys, still in the hospital. Relax. Take a breath. It's okay. But yeah, there, I would not be where I would, I don't really don't think that I would be where I am mental health wise if it wasn't for them, because on top of all the the support that I received from my family and from my therapist, my friends have played a major role in me, like just my my sanity, because they definitely are my lifelines. Okay, good stuff. So, yeah. so what is one, since you guys recognize the support of your peers, what, I want you to think about one thing you might tell a young woman who is just starting on her mental health journey mm-hmm. or is even unsure that she kind of has an inkling or a feeling that she might have some mental health challenges. What is something that you might share with them since you guys are almost OGs in this whole journey? What'd you say? That's me. <laughs> she said, I've been doing this for 17 years. <laughs> one pillow, one blanket. You want to go night night? <laughs> Um, I would probably say not like in a really weird, crazy way, but definitely if you think that, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. I thought you made a face. If you think or even for a second that you may have anxiety or any other mental health, like, you know, disorder, talk to someone about it. If like, you know, if you don't, if you feel that way, then tell someone and find out for sure. It, it, even if you're not, it's it's good to talk to someone, you know, about what you're going through. If it's a, a therapist or, you know, your parents or your friends, you got to get stuff off your chest. Mm-hmm. Even if you haven't been diagnosed with whatever. It's something that if you don't do, it will drive you crazy to not get what you want to say off your chest. Mm-hmm. From experience that I've had, <laughs> talk to someone and you know, figure out how to be better for yourself, figure out what, you know, the next steps that you want to take in your life for you. Don't Mm. think of anyone else because they don't matter right now. You matter and you need to start being better for yourself. Amen. Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) What's something that you would want to tell someone or if you're in agreement with Jasmine or want to expand or? Um, I don't agree with Jasmine. Get help. Talk to someone. Reach out. Like you're not going to be able to get through it on your own. And I know that you think that you can and you think you big bad wolf, but it's hard and it's an everyday struggle. And if you, I feel like a lot of people are scared to reach out and they feel like they're going to get painted as crazy or some type of misconstrued label. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, who cares what they think? Like, you are trying to get better for you. You're trying to work on yourself. And I feel like you should be applauded for that. And you should feel celebrated for that because getting help is hard. Talking about the struggles you go through is hard and you may not want to, but it definitely is necessary in order for you to be able to be a better you. So just reach out, talk to someone. Don't be ashamed at all. 
Excellent. Yes. You guys are so wise. I was no. so we learn from the best. Man. I was wise. Um, <laughs> this has been a beautiful conversation. I'm so glad that you guys were able to come on. I hope that you will be back on um, in our future series because you guys are such an integral part of our lives and also forming our thought processes when we're talking about, um, you know, rearing children, raising children, the intricacies of having family dynamic relationships. So um, I'm very proud of you too. So, Mm -hmm. so proud of you too, that you are not statistics. You are living your best to the start at the start of your best best life, Um, you know, graduating, continuing on finding your passions early and having solid mental health tools and coping Mm -hmm. strategies to, to face whatever adversity adversities will come because you are young black women in America. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that you were developing it early. Um, Thank you for coming on Dylan and healing Jasmine and Shania. I'm Nene and I'm Coco until next time. Peace. Peace.